0: Hello, my name is Joel Martin, and I lead HFS's Cloud Applications and Data Modernization Research and Services. Our research delves into how cloud providers like IBM and customers are adopting the cloud as an operating model, not just a technology change, and how this impacts the strategies around people, process, culture, and technology. Joining me today is Mike Healy, Managing Partner Technology and Cloud Platforms with IBM Consulting. Michael has more than 25 years of consulting, service delivery, and general management expertise. He manages the business associated with hypercloud services on AWS, Azure, Google, and the IBM Cloud. In this role, he brings extensive cloud platform, application modernization, and cloud management expertise to his clients. Today, Mike and I will be sharing our insights that from discussions we've had over the past year with customers on how they're preparing themselves to adapt and accelerate their organization's goals in 2022 that have to do with bringing the cloud to life and delivering technology as a lever for change to their customers. Our topics today will include talent. What are the new leadership challenges? And how are we seeing leaders step up to the plate? Culture. What is the new normal? And will virtual teaming continue to be part of the new norm? emerging technologies, topics like sustainability, 5G, blockchain, and quantum computing are all starting to have daily and expected long-term impacts on the enterprises. What do we see as the near long-term investments that are required that need to be considered by boards, by technology leaders, and by business units to succeed? The value of data, how are teams, businesses, and customers using data in new ways, and how are operations and technology teams getting together to co-innovate about the kind of data, services, and solutions they deliver. And then finally, we'll cover the ongoing cloudification. How do we string all this together using multi-cloud, hybrid cloud, combinations of private and public cloud? How do we get it all together to get it done and deliver the experiences for our teams internally, as well as our customers, something the HFS team calls the one office. So thank you very much. I hope you'll enjoy the next half hour or so. Welcome, Mike. It's nice to see you again. Joel, great to see you again
1: as well. And uh, I know we're in this uh, winter season. Uh, You're up in Ottawa. So hopefully you're getting a chance to uh, get out there and enjoy that beautiful canal you have up there.
0: Oh, thanks. I'm definitely getting out and shoveling snow these days. I'll tell you that. Um, But I've been looking forward to this conversation with you. Talent, culture, technology. It's all coming together around the cloud. And and with all the news and activities going on on your side of the business at IBM, I'd love to hear more from you on, on what you're seeing and 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 really make this an interactive discussion. Just a really fireside chat between the two of us.
1: Fantastic. Look forward to uh, the dialogue. and you know, I think you kind of hit it on the head there. Like it's not just about the technology, it's about the culture. It's about the talent acquisition. It's about you know the the business outcomes that are being driven. Uh, so what are what are you seeing out there from you know talent changes and leadership from companies?
0: well, it's it's interesting. You know from our perspective, we've been doing surveys. All this year, looking at what's going on with talent, and then as, as it's accelerated to what's now being called that great resignation, you know, HFS is really thinking of the year twenty twenty two as the year of the employee. I kind of quipped to to Phil, our CEO, that it's almost the year of the employable, uh, people with skills, people with talent are finding opportunities, and people that can take that talent, no matter what job they're in, and 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 contextualize it into how technology plays a part, how their organizational skills play a part, and and just how their overall people skills and how they work with others, especially in this virtual economy, it all comes together. It's a huge year for people to really step up and take advantage of these things that we've been kind of developing in a hybrid way, you know, using our devices, switching back to the office environment. Now we're all working from home and and based on our data, that's going to be the, you know, the norm for the foreseeable future. Um, but with the introduction of the cloud you know we start talking about whether you're a business or a technology person you're starting to learn about you know the the importance of digital fluency and how fuzzy things like microservices iot kubernetes ai um so artificial intelligence combined with iot devices all this information is being you know coming to your fingertips to use to do your job better to play a more important and more you know, a, a fundamentally uh, a better role within your organization. So we're seeing all these things come together. And, and I would say the people that are challenged the most, honestly, aren't the employees, they're the leaders. You know, leadership these days, recruiting, retaining, and motivating employees is really changing around, you know, how do I how do we engender teams that are no longer in the same room necessarily together? Uh, in fact, I kind of look at it, people can work with who they want and where they want uh, and it's really changing the fundamentals around how people how real leaders think about their org charts and and they were starting to see a maturity around leadership in terms of how do i fill the gaps that i need both internally and also with my partners uh, because keeping you know keeping that right talent you know you know in front of you so that you can get the jobs done that your customers or their customers are paying for is so so important these days what are you seeing mike
1: you know i really like that uh you know, tagline, you use kind of the year of the employee. So I I think it is really about, you know, how an employee and their skills have become that much more um, valued in this, you know, climate we're in, you know, where skills are more portable. Uh, You know, we have what we would call, you know, from an IBM point of view, the virtual enterprise. So, you know, the pandemic has really pushed more what we call, Uh, dynamic delivery, you know, work being delivered from multiple places, not just kind of remote at home, but really, you know, virtual delivery centers and virtual delivery hubs. And the skills of employees have really needed to kind of nurture in the same way. Um, Not only, you know, around, you know, reskilling and upskilling, but also the nature of the work how it's become more integrated with you know, the line of business, as you had talked about, how business leaders have become more immersed in the technology, what DevOps is. And then the third part of it really, though, has also been the, the talent workflow. So companies have had to really adjust in terms of how they are recruiting um, and the pipeline and actually using more technology to recruit this talent and manage this talent through, through, through the process. Um, One quick example would be the work kind of we did at uh, Delta Airlines. Um, And it wasn't just about, you know, helping them, you know, on their cloud journey and containerization and moving to the cloud and the hyperscaler skills that were required in order to do that. It was also about, you know, how the process of retooling their organization, how they allowed, you know, their operating model and how they managed IT talent, interacted with the business unit, also needed to evolve. And how IBM Consulting was able to help them with that broader talent transformation.
0: Cool. And just kind of building off that, um, you know, us working in technology pretty much our whole careers, we have a different perspective. Are you seeing, you know, a lot of the leadership that you've learned working with virtual teams? pretty much for the past two decades is something that is that more, much more valuable, especially when you're say, interacting with a company like what, like Delta, being able to share some of those learnings and kind of treating, you know, their learning curve as they're going through it with, with, Hey, I've done this and this is a way to do it. And here's how technology fits and here's how people fit. and
1: I, I think the, the combination of, you know, collaboration and experience and expertise is, is really coming together and how, you know, clients and companies you know like IBM work together. It's not just about we want you to do this work, we want you to build this application or modernize this application. It's how do you help our organization become more capable with the talent we have? How do you help us become more self-sufficient in in, in building you know talent for this cloud journey? How do you help us become an organization that cannot just develop applications but also manage these applications as those roles are becoming much more integrated
0: yeah and i think that the interesting thing there is you're also having to contextualize that in terms of managing that technology in a way that makes more sense for the business allows the business to grow and i can't imagine you know delta has to be like an amazing customer to work with right now given their impact over the last 20 months and then how they have to race out of it um, you know, it has to be a fascinating customer to be, you know, w- learning from yourselves as well.
1: Yeah, and that, that industry, you know, continues to have a, a, an enormous amount of transformation uh, associated with it, you know, and the d- dynamic we have in, in, in this pandemic. From a from a virtual kind of, you know, teaming perspective and working with other ag- organizations uh, as we kind of transition to this, you know, culture topic, how, how do you see... You know not only the talent management but the culture management uh evolving with companies
0: well i'd say you know if we we start with the talent it's it's the growth of digital fluency across the business and the technical teams you know working together to really have a, a have a fundamentally a, a, an impact with a lot more velocity So before it was all about speed how fast can we do something to get something to market velocity brings in an aspect of really getting focused on the direction and and that's important as from a leadership to really embed in the culture because it really affects that you know what is the north star? What are you trying to become number one at? How are we staying focused with delivering the outcomes that the people that we serve uh, are expecting? Whether that's technology serving the business and the business serving its customer, the influx of partner relationships, uh, the, you know it's it's all become cyclical. So so it's really kind of reframing everything around a really digitally fluent culture one that's not afraid to learn one that's really infused technology as part of their DNA and fundamentally seeing this the way we're operating now which is really mentally cloud first we're using the cloud to consume information we're using it to create information uh, we're using it to share information um, and, and that means you know technology is part of an organization's DNA now and, and when you finally said, You know, this isn't about digital technology transformation. This is about technology as part of the overall organizational DNA. It changes the mindset of how that culture is really looking to, to, to build its people, but also to set expectations with its customers and, and really embed, you know, this new world of virtual teams, that's going to have to operate with, you know, 40 or 60% of the people in the office and the rest scattered pretty much anywhere. And you know that's a fundamental change in the culture because people aren't you know grabbing coffee together, going out after work and talking about you know how they can make things better, ideating together. It's now virtual. So uh, you you one you have a challenge to do we still have the right people, and as a leader you can look at that as like how do I upskill my people in this new culture of working virtually and digitally. Uh, but you're also an, an op- great opportunity to look at You know, what high quality talent is out there and how can I apply it to this team and what does that mean for my culture. Um, So, so, you know, this whole cultural shift around virtual working uh, is really a boom because, you know, it's less about how do I get that person to come work in my office in, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, if you're Delta and hey there's great talent they're based in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's awesome. They can still work there. They can leverage their skills um, where they want to be and and be a big contributor to my team. And and we're starting to see now, you know, one of the benefits of of having worked at home for the better part of what, 22 months now is it's become habits. So the culture starts forming out of that. Uh, The biggest challenge we have and honestly will continue to face is constantly improving how we communicate, setting goals, Recognizing when people are burning out, um, communications is going to continue to be a way that we morph and adapt to this new culture. Pretty much like any big cultural change, though. Um, so that's what we see uh, in the cultural shift. Uh, but I would say, you know, if I was giving a, you know, based on the conversation I, had, I had giving a, a, a leader um, advice, it's, it's focus in on, you know, making sure you're. Very clear where that North Star is. Where is the company going and why is it going there? And then make sure your lieutenants down the line are marshaling and communicating along those lines. It's not rocket science. The big thing is we're just doing it in a medium that's not a big tent, it's over screens like we are today. I mean, what are you in terms of cultural shifts? Well, just building what you said, I I definitely think it's a a
1: virtual enterprise and being able to integrate and build capabilities from, you know, not only within, but within your partners and within your supply chain to be able to, you know, deliver the end to end, you know, uh, value proposition of your company. So, you know, culture has expanded beyond the immediate culture to also, you know, how, how, what is the culture of your partners? How are you integrating, you know, with your partners to have, you know, your North Star vision so, you know, that you described that everyone can, can align upon. I think the other really important aspect in this, in the, in this, um, you know, virtual enterprise and or, you know, um, you know, virtual teaming environment that you described is, you know, being able to have a dynamic set of delivery. What and what I mean by that is very quickly, you know, one region in the country be, can become more affected than, you know, another region of the country or another country in its in its entirety. And you have to build your your IT capacity, and you have to build that redundancy in within these remote teams that you have so that you can be able to deliver, you know, from multiple aspects and multiple regions, depending upon, you know, the the, the context of of the environment we're in.
0: Yeah, I think the other thing, is, you know, I briefly mentioned it when it came to talent, but it's becoming a company culture and love your thoughts on this is where automation and AI are being infused. Cause I'm really seeing you know, part of that culture of being digitally fluent is access to information that is really relevant to how you do your job. You know, that part of that communication now is being done, not just by your direct manager or person, but also the automated tools within those various systems scattered around that you just spoke of, automating the flow of that so that it delivers, hey, part of the culture is this digital aspect. And that digital aspect is really about are you doing things in context of the jobs that you have and the outcomes that your, their customers expect, their interactions, their, their, their peers expect? So, so I see automation and you know IBM's doing some really cool things there. And I'm sure that was part of your Delta story. But I mean, where do you see automation and AI coming into culture? Yeah, well, I think you talked a little bit about this earlier that you
1: know, roles within business, roles within IT becoming more and more blended as you know developers are expected to understand the business, you know, integrate that business functionality into the code. Uh, you know, folks that have been more traditionally in, in, a, in a business world are now doing you know, DevOps or Dev DevSecOps and being able to understand more, more of how um, applications are managed, operated, deployed. And, and really the, the next layer of that is this this automation. And both from a business automation, how do you automate you know, different business workflows? How do you automate different IT processes? And then how do you ultimately integrate business and IT processes together? And you know, lots of technologies out there to help you do that. You know, IBM is helping you know, companies do that both on, on, on a business side, you know, with you know, like in financial services, with payments, with retail banking, as well as in the manufacturing side, um, and then also, you know, you see this, you know, automation in the IT space, and how you're automating, you know, operations, or you're automating, you know, uh, you know, ticket recovery and ticket processing, such that, you know, this back to this role of talent, you know, the role of talent needs to understand this automation, and then you know, rise rise to be able to get to the next level of business insight and business functionality.
0: And and tell me, because I completely agree with you, and I I love the the advantage you bring in there, but if we we take it up to the C-suite, and and as I mentioned earlier, the importance of partnering when you think about talent and the impact that has on this digital culture companies are building, how does the C-suite in your experience, you know, feel good about partnering with IBM?
1: When, when I think a company thinks about evaluating with IBM, first it's are, are you committed to our business growth? Are you committed to our business outcomes? You know what are we trying to accomplish from a, a, a business perspective? is it is it additional you know customer engagement? Is it additional business efficiency? Is it the you know redundancy of our you know it operations and understanding that, that business outcome that they've asked us to to help them with and IBM being committed to that business outcome. The next part I think though is really the experience and the experience we bring in business transformation. How how to you know enable that supply chain, how to automate that supply chain, how to you know transform that customer engagement, how to help on that manufacturing process. How to improve these talent workflows? And then lastly, you know, are we committed to their hybrid cloud journey and the confidence that IBM brings in a hybrid cloud journey? Some companies have, you know, um, you know, think about it as a, as a public cloud first strategy. IBM tries to bring much more of a hybrid cloud journey. I think most companies have um, you know, evolved into this multi-cloud space whether it's different business units, you know, taking on um, you know, different cloud providers, whether it is you know, leveraging partners like you know, Salesforce or Workday, the majority of companies have ended up in this multi-cloud environment. And now you have to have a partner that's committed to the integration, you know, provi- you know, companies are concerned with security, they're, uh, they're concerned with visibility, uh, and 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 can a partner help you give uh, control observation and consistency in how you deliver in this you know new hybrid cloud environment
0: yeah and I think you know that's that's that can never be understated you know if we believe that the cloud is a new operating model and it's going to be hybrid cloud and it's going to be powered by things like automation and AI uh, one thing that I continue to basically delve into and, and fascinated by is how really data is both the center stage of these conversations, but it also lives behind the curtain. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's you have the technology team building up these new systems and you touched on a lot of them uh, and they're orchestrating data and workflows that are really impacting user and customer experiences and embedding AI and automation and emerging technologies like, you know, NoSQL, looking at things like blockchain and, uh, blockchain and, and 5G come in there. So it's, it's, that value of data is so important. And, and before we go, before we, I'd love to explore the emerging tech a little bit more with you, but before that, I mean, just from a data perspective, I mean, what kind of questions, what kind of guidance are you providing with people with, you know, you're in the midst of this massive transformation, a lot of it accelerated by the pandemic uh, and, and everybody's realized their data is so valuable. How is IBM really kind of focusing people in on What's the right data? How do you need to control it? How do you need to consume and then, and then collaborate with others by sharing the right information? So maybe you can just kind of expand on that a bit more.
1: Yeah, I think this concept of companies establishing a data fabric and being able to, you know, help, you know, IBM helping companies lead through this data transformation. How do you democratize this data? How do you provide data? Accessibility for multiple aspects of a company versus data being siloed in only one aspect of a company. How do you help a uh, um, you know the team really orchestrate this data and integrate this data with applications and then maintain that data? All part of establishing this data framework. It's an important um, you know process within companies. IBM has you know uh, you know technologies like their Cloud Pack for Data that allow companies to leverage. Multiple, you know, data technologies in doing
0: this. No, I think that's that's such a an important thing for people to think about because I mean, what we are doing is is we're seeing organizations really become more, for lack of a better term, cognitive. And you know, it's again that cultural piece of using data in your job is such an important aspect. And and we realize, you know, what we're seeing out of that is if you use data the right way you can really accelerate how how teams are working together. And, and one example of that that we've seen out of that is is really AIOps. Would you agree that you're seeing more and more businesses kind of see AIOps as sort of the next jumping off point of of hybrid AI data coming together?
1: Absolutely. You know, we, we talk about application modernization, clients building new applications or modernizing the existing applications. We talked about, you know, Companies establishing this this data fabric. The the other big piece is this, um, you know, AI ops. And how do you have a continual and improving AI ops? You know, you think about uh, infrastructure as a code. Folks have uh, you know you know you know coined that. How how are you thinking about products as a code? How are you really enabling? you know, your entire, um, you know, function or value prop into an automated and underpinned by AI automation. So I I certainly see, you know, that being a, a key attribute of companies, you know, IT transformation here. When you think about the, like the other technologies, we talked about financial services, we talked a little bit about airline, we talked about a little bit about manufacturing. When you think about, you know, some emerging tech, IOT, blockchain, 5G, how are you seeing companies think about some of these more emerging spaces in terms of their business transformation?
0: Oh, that's a great question, you know, and and if I could break it down, I mean, let's take IoT, because it really ties to a lot of the discussion we've had so far. All these devices are connected now, whether it's, you know, some kind of uh, health monitoring system. Uh, in the healthcare industry, whether it's cameras being deployed in the public sector, whether it's uh, environmental monitoring systems and manufacturing, IoT is rolling out in mass uh, and it's creating a lot of data. So this is a great bridge from that lo- last conversation because it's all about the data is in the cloud, it's unstructured, what do we do with it? How do we really make it both impact the things below the line as well as above the line in, in, our, in, our, in our world? And that's probably the number one thing customers are talking to us about. What does a successful IoT strategy look like? And when do we need to implement it? And the win is, is yesterday. <laughs> and if you didn't do it yesterday, it's today. Because that data is gonna be so important to, to bring together and to really deliver value, whether it's in citizen services, whether it's in employee services or whether it's downright, you know, tracking and delivering products that go, come to customers. So IOT, very hot, very now, uh, 5G follows right behind that, because the big thing people don't want to do with IOT is run wires everywhere and 5, 5G will help basically, or, you know, we're seeing it in manufacturing, we're seeing it in public sector, you know, beyond the consumer where it's adding value it is, allowing organizations to to work with carriers and to work with partners to define okay we know iot is going to be out there and and this is part of melding a digital part of our culture together to wire it together without wires is 5g and that aspect of having all this moving together really starts making organizations think about brand new types of partnerships and, and some thought leadership and guidance uh, that's required to, to, to get that going. Because that's, that's really just starting, but it, man, is it accelerating very quickly. And it's really opening the door to one of the new, uh, new areas of focus for a lot of companies is edge computing, you know, again, leveraging their data in the cloud using hybrid models, but then bringing that data and the processing closer to the individual using, um, you know, local data centers, uh, that are still cloud-based, they might not be owned or- by the organization, but all the way down to the, the, you know, the devices in our hands that have incredible computing power. So IoT, 5G, and just that comfort with organizing and, and, and understanding data, all coming together right now. Blockchain's a bit different from emerging technology. I mean, we've been talking about blockchain now, it seems like forever, but it's probably been just within the last 10 years. Um, to me, blockchain is one of the most important things that the average customer will never, the average consumer will never really see. It's so critical in healthcare, finance, uh, you know, government operations, corporate security, supply chains, where blockchain is adding value is, is incredibly transparent, but incredibly impactful. And, and that's that's not something that's easy for the average you know, business leader, because it's it's transparent to the business operations. But it but it's 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 part of that nervous system that that's becoming an organization. So so I would say that's that's a a really deep conversation that CTOs and more importantly, operations leads are getting involved in about this is the workflows I need. This is how I need to interact and report my operations to, as you mentioned, you digitize a component of the products that we're delivering. Blockchain has a very important role to play in there from an integrity and from a security and from a, a service delivery aspect. Um, looking way out in the future, quantum computing, You know, and I say way out, it could be tomorrow. Uh, we're seeing a lot more activity around this. We're seeing the hyperscalers really open up more and more of their computing power to be leveraged for near quantum computing type of solutions. We're seeing you know investments in, in pure quantum computers by IBM, for instance, and you know, where we're about to tip that scale is really going to, you know, as that emerges and becomes mainstream, likely by the end of this decade, all the rules will change. And you know, companies you know, right now, we're just not thinking that far out. So, so I, you know, what I see is you know, a lot of leaning on their partners to help them conceptualize what are the benefits, what are the risks, and what are the opportunities of quantum. And whether that's digitizing and product creation and in healthcare, I mean all this amazing things that we're seeing right now with uh, the MNRA uh, vaccines and designing and and digital twins around you know modeling things without ever creating the physical. As we get to quantum that's going to just do nothing but accelerate. Uh, Same thing on security, you know as we start looking at what the impact of security and data processing will be when quantum computers come online that that to me is probably the it's. It's not a boardroom topic, but it's definitely something that the chief digital officer, the CIO, and, and the chief security officer are paying a lot of attention to and looking at their partners to help them continue to figure out, okay, where is this in my industry? How is, what's the potential impact for me? And and when do I need to make sure I can, I can step up to the plate and be ready for something like that? Um, so that's kind of where we see those IoT and 3G, sorry, 5G, 3G is so yesterday. Um, IoT and 5G being something here and now that's impacting exactly what you said, our connected supply chain, our connected people, and that digital aspect of how we're delivering products and services. Blockchain, running under the service, under the surface, but a very important aspect of that. And then quantum, just that it's gonna pour so much fuel on that fire to to create new things that we can't even imagine right now. Um, Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, uh, so we talked a lot about a lot of technologies, uh, emerging technologies there from edge to IoT, blockchain and and, and others. Um, Just evolving some of those technologies, if we think about this concept of uh, distributed computing, yeah, and how do you see, you know, digital, uh, you know, distributed computing, distributed cloud making an impact in this hybrid cloud model?
0: When I say the distributed. I mean, um, I mean, it's interesting. If I if I look back on a neat piece of research that we did and released earlier this year, and IBM was, you know, one of the top companies across both execution and innovation, bringing together a hybrid cloud strategy that's not focused myopically on one cloud for each product or one cloud just for my business. Um, it, it's it's looking at what is it? What does distributed computing mean in terms of bringing together the things that are running in my private data center, the things that are running in the cloud and making them useful. Getting access to the scale and compute power of the cloud is gonna be so important. And then leveraging that for, for really creating innovation um you know taking those ideas that will come out of the talent and culture discussions we had early out of the fundamental people and their ability to see what's going on in the markets and the customers they serve and then leveraging distributed computing to make those things happen uh is becoming a lot easier and and and, uh you know it's 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 a lot less conceptual now a lot less aspirational and a lot more more real um what is often lost though is you know taking that vision and turning into something uh, that you can actually execute on. And that's where we're seeing, you know, again, partnerships uh, with with providers who have domain expertise, who have the relationships and understand the product roadmaps, the capabilities of everybody from the hyperscalers, the Azure, the AWS, the Googles, to the telcos, to really merge those together. Uh, Because it is an ecosystem that's required to really, you know, Take advantage of all that distributed computing.
1: Yeah, so just bringing a couple of the different things we talked about together. For instance, you know, so we talked about you know, you know, the data fabric, data services. We talked about you know automation. We talked about edge computing, and if we think about this role of. you know, distributed clouds in that, you know, IT departments, companies are gonna wanna have a similar set of catalog services, you know, that they can use in this dynamic delivery and in this hybrid cloud model, whether it's on-prem, whether it's at the edge or whether it's in this public cloud, Uh, a distributed cloud model allows them to have consistency of services at different locations and different landing zones. And I I think that'll really help change how many companies
0: think about delivering IT services over the next several months and years. I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, We're about out of time. This has been a great, you know, last 45 minutes of discussing things with you. And and I really appreciate you taking the time. I I guess, you know, the last question I would, um, I I would kind of come back to you with before we leave is, you know, a lot of everything we've talked about is incredibly complex. It, it's very hard to wrap your head around, and so much of it is urgent. You know, getting your t- your team focused on the right things, being mindful of the cultural shift that's going on in this virtual environment, and then as we've pontificated on for the last 20 minutes, there's a ton of technology coming at people and making the right bets. It's incredibly complex. You know, how are you at IBM Consulting? How to, making it less complex, really, you know, decoupling all this stuff into, you know, what needs to be done now and how can we get you there?
1: Yeah, uh, thanks for the question. I I think the first thing is, you know, do we have an aligned strategy? You know, you as a company, do you want, do do you understand the technologies you want to use? Do you understand the landing zones do you want to use? Because if, if you don't have an aligned strategy, often you get different aspects of the company working in different directions, and then you end up with more integration later. So you have an aligned strategy. Um, and then, you know, are you aligned in terms of the business outcomes you want to uh, achieve and in the sequencing you want to achieve them? And then we live in a, um, you know, a, an iterative, you know, world now. So it's important to get started. It's important to have the right operating model, you know, the right architecture, the right talent transformation, and then, you know, you know, choose a partner that you have confidence and belief in can help you along that journey. You know, we obviously uh, hope that's IBM Consulting. So uh, I want to say thanks very much for 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 joining us today, uh, Joel. I appreciate you walking us through this you know, evolution of uh, IT transformation, emerging technology, and how talent and culture kind of impact that. So stay stay warm in these, uh, you know, winter months and uh, hope you're not shoveling too much.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. I love that last point. You know, it's all about finding somebody you want to take this journey together with. Thank you so much, Mike. Take care.